Welcome to Newsworthy with Norrisworthy. Get ready for some awesome. All right, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have returning to the show our friend, Faith Haygood. How are you, sir? Doing very well. Faith, let me ask you a question. What are you doing the first week of May? First week of May, what am I doing? I know what you should be doing. <laughs> Harbor. What used to be known as Pepperdine Bible Lectures, the 75th anniversary. There are going to be some great speakers there, including... Say hey, good. All right. You're going to be... Th- what are you talking about this year? Do you know? Oh, man, it's like a 12-word title. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a good 12 words, I'm sure. Sure it is. It's The best 12 words you ever know. Everybody asks me, believe it or not... <laughs> I had so many people asking me to come back and do some more stuff on race relations. So, like, a, that's what I'm going to be doing. It wasn't my original plan, but that's what people said they wanted. So there it is. They're they're going to get it. So Fate Haygood's going to be there talking about race relations. Hopefully, he's not sure. going to show a picture of me somehow using it in a negative sense, <laughs> saying something about like you did last year. You did me wrong. I wouldn't do that to you in my class, and I'm not going to. But you know who else is going to be there? Christine Kane, Brian Zahn, Storm and I are going to be there doing some of our Christians Make the Best Atheist stuff. And Fate Haygood is going to amend for wronging me last year. I know he's (laughs) going to do it. You're going to do me right. So that is, again, the first week in May. Uh, Someone asked me, hey, what's your promotional code? There's no promotional code. It's free. May 1st through 4th. You can sign up early and do a prayer school with Brian Zahn, which uh, is something I'm super excited about. So Pepperdine Bible Lectures, see you there. Fate. Yeah. We have, oh, okay. So let me tell you what happened. Last Friday, I went to a okay. movie called Black Panther. Yeah. I yeah. saw it and I thought to myself, who is a huge comic book nerd that would love to talk to me about this? <laughs> and the first True. thing that came up was you. <laughs> wow. Because you, you've told me, one of the first times we were hanging out together, you're like, I'm a big comic book nerd guy. And I was yeah. like, this is perfect. <laughs> Yeah. So did you see it the very opening weekend? I sure did. First day. Thursday evening. You saw Thursday? Wow. Yes, sir. Did you dress up for it? Well, my wife and I, we got a, a, a Black Panther shirts, but we didn't, we didn't go the full African uh, dashiki uh, route. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, that was never an option for me for, for obvious <laughs> reasons. <laughs> I, think but, you, I think you can rock the dashiki. You th- I, I feel like there, I would somehow be crossing a line. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Like, maybe if I was with you. and uh, But as of right now, not planning on it. Okay, so I, knew, I thought this was such a... Um, it's been such a, a big story. So many people have been talking about it. I think, yeah. didn't it make the... It set some records for Absolutely. opening weekend. Um, it so many records. Why, why has this movie become far more than just a movie why is it not just hey this is a new marvel movie it's it's the next one that's out why is it carrying more of a more weight than the average marvel movie well it, it carries so much weight because it it did so many other things the the level of of quality the the treatment of the subject matter was so out of the box i mean uh there's so many firsts there's never been a superhero movie with a predominantly like 80 something percent African-American or African indigenous indigenous type of, of cast. Never. 
you know, there's never been a an African American guy uh, given two hundred million dollars, you know, <laughs> budget for a film. Um, there's just so many things amazing, um, and it was just it was just been building up for so long. Mm-hmm. You know, some of us who are just kind of just nerdy, we've been waiting for this movie for like nine, ten years. Really? <laughs> yeah, but 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 not this particular movie, just a Black Panther movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because we know how amazing the character is. Um, yeah. You know. So so the character, what, 1960s, it's created. Yeah, 66. Stan Smith, what's his name? Stan Lee. Stan Lee. Okay. And Stan, Stan Lee and... Um, and uh, uh, Jack Kirby. Okay. So the character comes out in the 60s, which is... Revolutionary. Yeah. Yes. I don't want to ask how old you were in 1964. But, I was four. Okay, good. So you're four. <laughs> yeah. um, why do you think that character was revolutionary? 19, because to Stanley, it's a white guy. He's a white guy. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> very white. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Why was the character so revolutionary in 1964? Well, um, anytime something's the first, mm-hmm. it's revolutionary. Um, Stan Lee and Jack Kirby. Jack Kirby was the artist. Um, mm-hmm. They, they kind of created the character together. They, they did a lot of Marvel characters created together. Fantastic Four, a lot of them. Yeah. But when they created the, uh, the Black Panther, um, that was not the original name. It was some of the whack name. Um uh, but then also the mask of the Black Panther originally was a half mask, where you see the bottom of his face, kind of like uh, Captain America. Okay. Um, same basic suit, but kind of like half mask, like so you can see it was an African-American guy or a black guy. Okay. There was so much pushback that Stan Lee asked Jack Kirby to fill it in. Fill it in. Kirby refused. So what happened is, if you know the old way they used to do it, you have the penciler, then you had an inkist. Mm-hmm. The person with the inker would come in, and he would. And so the inker came in and filled in all the faces because wow. Kirby refused. Wow. <laughs> and so that's how you got this. And, and it turned out to be great because now you have this iconic look yeah. for the Black Panther, right? Yeah. Did you see uh, a guy in the NBA slam dunk contest put on the mask? I, I, I saw my... I, yeah, I saw it uh, uh, in uh, in in, pre, in a, a, a a rerun of it. I, I didn't yeah. see it originally. Yeah, I, I saw it on Instagram or Twitter or something. Right, and right. My first thought. So he did the the greeting, uh, the Wakandan right. greeting. Right, and he with uh, uh, with Chad, King. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, yeah, with Chadwick uh-huh. and uh, Michael B. Jordan was sitting next to him. And okay, right. so he puts a mask on, does the greeting. And I thought you can't screw this up, man. No. And he misses the dunk the first time. You can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> right, right. Anyway. Okay. Too funny. Uh, so the movie's a big deal. Um, you have uh, a, a cast that's overwhelmingly uh, not white people, uh, African or African-American. Right. right. Uh, the director, uh, Kruger, who's done a, a, a lot of great stuff. Yeah. Um, African-American, a lot of money invested in this. And yeah. so it's, but it's not just, like you're saying, it's not just that, that you have a black character, but it's also the subject matter right. of the movie. Right. Uh, some people who just see this as, oh, this is a couple superheroes getting in battles, they're fighting, you got a guy who wins. What are they missing? What, what is the subject matter that's deeper than just the action? Well, at face, that's exactly what it is, which makes it awesome. That's exactly what it is. 
Um, it's not necessarily two, two white characters, two black characters. It's just two characters. You know, you could literally take this story, change it out, yeah. put it in Europe, make all the characters white, and a couple of, and it will still be a great story. Yeah. What What makes this amazing, though, is that this is never on big budget. This is never the narrative for African American stories. Never. What do you mean? Well, it's always uh, they're slaves or they're impoverished or 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 look how dysfunctional they are or it's never this. Yeah. Th there may be a sprinkling of something like this, but this is never the myth, you know, that 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 this is this country and it it's if 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 had not it been for colonialization in Africa, um, this this is what might have happened. Yeah. yeah. Um, had they been able to use their resources, you know, so so you have that that kind of narrative running through, which so many of us have just been waiting for. You know, re recently, all the movies I've gone to that have been predominantly black, I have left angry. Hmm. Like, give me an example. Well, uh, uh, 12 Years a Slave. Okay. I left angry. I left, uh, honestly, I felt like, you know, leaving the, the uh, theater was like, I don't want a white person to look at me sideways. It was that deep. The okay. level of, of indignity I felt, right? What, why um, did I can, I, I, I didn't see the movie. I, I read the book, right. but I, I right. never, that's, first of all, I'm very arrogant to say that, but I had to say it. Um, I, so I'm familiar <laughs> with the story, but I didn't, I don't, I don't know how it's told on, on the silver screen. What, well, what was, well um, to, to see it from my point of view, what I see is a gentleman who was very, at the very top of what he did. Yeah. Stolen from his family, enslaved, and then I see, you know, my people just horribly just defaced and demeaned um, and beaten. And it was, it just hit me in the wrong place, mm. you know, um, you know, and the, the only reason that they were re receiving this treatment was, was because they were black. You know, <laughs> yeah, it was bad. The story of Solomon Northup is like vi violinist, musician, right? And, right. Uh, gets this gig to come down south, which is a, a ruse just to basically get him across the the right. Was it Mason Dixon line or whatever? Right. Um, the the story is infuriating. Uh, obviously, yep. I, I I I say that as a white person, I can't fully understand what it's how infuriating it would be to you. I, well, I get that. The imagery, the, the imagery there. Um, you know, I'm seeing, you know, there's all these these women, gorgeous black women, walking around naked in the movie. Okay. Um, and, and me as an extremely heterosexual guy, I should have been feeling some kind of way. You're like, oh, you know, yeah. look at all these fine women. No, I didn't feel it at all. I feel like, oh, my God. How, how are they taking my sisters and just beating them and... Oh my God. And, and, and I don't know if you understand, you know, I mean, you're a guy, if you see a, a room full of 
you're not trying to leave your wife, but if you see a, a, a room full of beautiful naked women, you're going to kind of feel some kind of way. Yeah, that, that's biology, yes. Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I can get that response at all because of, it was extremely graphic. Hmm. Um, it was extremely well, well made, but it, it hit me in such a visceral place. Uh, you know, and then you start to look at yourself and you start to see how that pathology has affected how we raise our children. I still remember um, a good friend of mine, she told me she immediately went home and apologized to her children for beating them like she did when they were younger. Wow. She immediately went home. She said, she said that's where I got it from. I got it from, from my people have been treated like this forever. So now I pass on that same thing to my kids and to me, that's what disciplining my children is beating them like this. Not that she's against spanking, but but sometimes in, in our culture, they're not spanking; they're beatings. Really. And so, and so, but what you but you're thinking, um, you're doing this in order to to show your love for them, um, but you don't understand. You, you got that from the wrong place. Wow. And so, and it was, and, and a lot of that went on. I mean, and I, I could tell that story over and over when you talk about the cinema. All of the movies um, that that were really well made had to do with that, yeah. you know. And whereas so, we couldn't, we didn't have a a, uh, a myth, you know. Yeah. We love Superman, and I, you know, I'm a comic comic guy. I'm a Thor is my favorite guy, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But but I'll never be blonde. I, I mean. <laughs> You could. I mean, Dennis Rodman paved the way for us years ago. Um, yeah, see, that makes it worse. Oh, yeah, that's true. Okay, so <laughs> I've read that uh, the Black League character, Stan Lee wrote the Black Panther character as a way to dispel the myth of the lazy black guy. And yep. so he's showing, no, no, no this, the, that, that story is, it's, it's not true. It's, it's played out. It's just a, it's a lie. This is a character that not only is super powerful, but he's hardworking. Like he's a smart guy. He's, he can yeah. make things happen. And, and then in the movie, it, like the myth you're talking about is an uncolonialized Africa whose resources right. have not been pillaged. And so right. you, you have this place where Africa is not this thing to look down upon, right? but it's a place to cherish and to celebrate. Absolutely. And they, they, they celebrated all the cultures. You know, the, the council is modern, but the guy still has a big thing in his lip. Yeah. You know, I mean, oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. you know, and, and so this instead of this, instead of this saying, well, this guy, look at this savage in the jungle with the big thing in his lip. No, that's a celebration of his culture. Yeah. It's a, it's a completely different uh, read. Why does that? Oh, for okay, for me personally, I've never felt like I need to honor where I come from. Uh, I, honestly, right. like my brother says, he's Irish. Maybe that's because he's redheaded and he has a bigger head than me. Uh, like, maybe I'm kind of nice. Irish. I'm kind of this. I'm kind of that. I don't. I, yeah. I don't cling to that. The experience that that I have p- towards the ethnicity and where I came from would make that not a big deal to me. Why does that matter so much to you? Well, it, it matters because that's a choice of yours. But you know you're Irish. <laughs> you know, we just know we're from someplace in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we, you know, you know, it's, 
you know, you know, it's 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 green stuff and shamrocks and yeah. and you know and you know you you know that. Uh, whereas if if you ask a person from most people from Afri- African Americans, uh, we know we're from Africa, but Africa is a continent, but we're from a country. You know, with you know, with different cultures and and even uh, you know, I don't know if you know how diverse the African African people are, but I mean, you start you know Northern Africa, where you know if you go far enough north, you know they all look Arabic. Hmm. You know, and, and you know, and then you have the Ethiopians who very strong features, very sharp features, long curly hair. I mean, and it, it, they're all different all over. Um, and so you know you have the disconnect. The only connect we have is twelve years a slave. You know, yeah. <laughs> and that's our connection, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. And so this is a, a story that that values um, Africa. It's it's a it's a place to be celebrated. And it's uh, okay. So let's let's jump into the story. So you have the two main characters. Sure. Um, yeah. The main king. How do you say his name again? T'Challa? Yeah, T'Challa, and then you have the Michael B. Jordan character. Right. Um, who's kind of like the, the 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 villain or whatever. Um, right. And I just love Michael B. Jordan so much. Like, he's so, it's, yeah. it's hard for, yeah. like, I know I couldn't root for him, but I was like, I always like that dude. He's great. Um, <laughs> right. In some right. ways, to me, okay, so uh, Michael B. Jordan's character, uh, right. raised in Oakland, which, if I'm correct, is the, f- uh, like, where the Black Panther movement began. Is that right? Very much so, yeah. Okay. And so he's raised there. He's been kind of isolated. By the way, complete spoiler alert. Like, I'm going to destroy this movie. If you haven't seen it, you're, you're two, like 20 minutes in. You should know by now we're spoiling it. But you have a right. character who um, there's violence, there's anger. And, and as I'm watching this, I'm wondering if, if anyone else has seen this, but it's almost as if you have kind of the, the stereotype of Dr. King being the complete peaceful person. And then you have the kind of the stereotype of Malcolm X being sure. violent. Did you, did you see that connection? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. But and and the thing about it is that's not that's not new for Marvel. As see for Marvel, Marvel Marvel's two of Marvel's main characters are King and, and Malcolm X. Um huh? Professor Professor X and Magneto. Oh, Professor wow. X was Stan Lee's take on Mar- on Martin Luther King. Magneto part, Yeah. Was his take on Malcolm X, but he he didn't figure he can he, he didn't think he could do two black characters, and so he made them white. He made them mutants, so they're outcasts. Society doesn't so understand this, them. Blah, blah. Is this a whole allegory right. for the black experience written yeah. by Stan Lee? Yeah, a lot of it. Stan Lee was a very deep person, like, you know. Whoa, I didn't. <laughs> right. That, I mean, that makes perfect sense, but I, I uh, yeah. Right, and so so it's not surprising to see that kind of played there right okay so what did you think of basically the tension of we want to keep wakanda in all its resources and 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 technological advances and and forward thinking like all that stuff away from the rest of the world which would kind of be t'challa's attitude and then you had michael b jordan's character of no we need to get out and give it all away and empower our people to overtake their oppressors right well that's that's always the tension, isn't it? You know, that's with everybody. You know, that's you know a lot of um, you know China did that for years. You know that that's the that's the thing. You know, what do we do? 
you know, and some people, some people are saying that's a play on, on uh, what's going on with Donald Trump now, um, uh, uh, in the whole Brexit movement, okay. the whole movement toward more isolationism. Yeah. Um, um, let's let's have America take care of America. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's let's pull back from, you know, from being so involved everywhere else. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's always the tension, isn't it? You know, self-preservation. Mm-hmm. Or do you help? And in the African American experience, um, that's going to be the tension, always. What do you do? How does that play? And how does that play out if, in the African American community? Well, if you had, if you had the power, what would you do? Would you take the power um, and and go to Africa? Would you? Would you go to Africa and 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 would you defeat Boko Haram? Would you commit a billion dollars to defeating Boko Haram? For those who don't know, that is Boko Haram is a to me it's the leading terrorist group in the world. But I mean, uh, most people are more focused on ISIS and ISIL. But Boko Haram, what they've done is they have almost annihilated an entire. Genesis, uh, uh, an entire group of people. Um, Boko Haram is the one, I forget, it's, it's toward the middle of Africa. I forget exactly the country. Um, I, I didn't plan to talk about this. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but okay, so it's <laughs> Central Africa. <laughs> it's Central Africa. But they have, uh, they have literally killed over 100,000 people. And they, and, and they kill the men and they take the girls and enslave them and make them prostitutes. Um, um, and they're taking over countries. You know, they're not just, it's not just a local warlord. Wow. They're literally taking over countries. Okay, so the attitude um, is take resources and put them back in Africa. Sure. Yeah. Or, or, you know, you know, um, you know, should African-Americans who, um, should Oprah Winfrey and, and, and Bill Cosby and, and those African Americans have big money. Mm-hmm. Should they take that money and reinvest it in Africa? Should they? You, you know, I mean, and that's always a tension. Or should they more more help Americans, um, African Americans, or even Americans? Should they should they see, consider themselves Americans first? Or you know, that that's always a tension. Yeah, there yeah. seems to be some attitude that would say, "Well, you're in America. Like this is your citizen. You've been given." given rights to say that you can vote sure. now 14th amendment says you're equal um so shouldn't you just focus on this and it almost seems to miss the fact that the 14th amendment gives people rights to be a citizen of a place that they never said they wanted to be well and in and, 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 and a given well when you talk about rights except for things like that you you immediately make an assumption that all those people are the same well, you know, if, 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 if you were a slave, <laughs> you had nothing, you know, and to suddenly say, well, okay, you have a right to now vote, you still have nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like you all of a sudden have something. Yeah. And, so, and so now if you're told to now compete as an equal with somebody else, well, you're equal in your humanity. <laughs> 
But you're not their equal in resources. You're not their equal in education. You're not their equal in, in opportunity. You're not, yeah. you know. And so, it, it, okay, yeah, but it, so, you know, that's a very complex co- conversation. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's because, yeah. And like I said, I've, I've had this conversation so many times with so many people. Um, and I've and I found that most of the time we talk around each other, not on purpose. It's just because our context is so different. Um, you know, and I've talked to you this about, about church stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you know, you talk about resourcing and stuff. What I thought was good resourcing, I found that I'm in poverty. <laughs> I didn't, but I didn't know <laughs> until I started talking to other people. <laughs> yeah. So I get that. Um, I get that. Yeah. So, so if you get back to the movie, uh, yeah, that's going to be attention. That's going to be attention. You know, well, not only that, that that's a very African-American thing, too. Okay. Say, for instance, if you're African-American and you are, you have, quote, unquote, made it. Okay. Right? All right. Now, do you continue to uh, have close relationships with the people who have not made it, hmm. who do not have your resourcing, who, if you come around, need resources from you. Yeah. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, or do you move to a quote-unquote better neighborhood? Yeah. Which usually means white. a white neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I don't watch Blackish. Um, I've heard some people express that like part of what that show is dealing with is that you have a black family that lives in a well-to-do white neighborhood. And so how black really are they? I've heard this language before of people saying, oh, that guy, I mean, he's basically a white guy, which is a way of saying that there's a level of education and, and finances and resources, and he's able to function in this environment. So therefore he's not really black. Well, usually, usually what they mean, they don't necessarily mean that because, you know, Spike Lee is that guy, but he's always extremely black. black. <laughs> what they mean is that is that how they how they interface culturally. Yeah. How they interface culturally, how they see the world, their paradigm of life. Yeah. Um, you know, so so now uh, for I mean, to be more crass, you, you grew up eating chitlins. <laughs> you had chitlins your whole life. Suddenly. You can't eat chitlins anymore. You're too good for chitlins now. <laughs> you know. Yeah. When you, you, you grew, well, I mean, okay. Say, say, say for me, I grew up eating steak. Well done. Oh. See, oh, see, see how white you are. Oh, I'm just like, <laughs> I don't know if it's white. It's just, it's just right. Like that's just wrong. It's right. See? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, maybe that's really racist to say, but it, it's not right to cook it well done. I'm it's sorry. It's wrong. It well. Is. Well, believe it or not, I was, my, my wife and I were at a, a expensive steakhouse here, and I ordered my steak. Well done. Oh. And the guy said, I refuse to say it. <laughs> <laughs> he said, I'll tell you what. I'm going to, I take, he said, I'll tell you, just for me, I'm going to give it to you medium. He says, now, uh, if you don't like it, I won't charge you at all. Okay. And so now I ate it medium. Nah, I will only eat it medium. <laughs> okay, so you're on board now with medium. <laughs> Absolutely, but see, see, so, 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 depending on who, I, first off, so you know, like sometimes I, I'll post my food on Facebook. Oh yeah, and somebody will see my steak, and I'm like, oh, uh, uh-uh. uh, 
That's still mooing. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be honest, my wife likes a well-done steak. Yes. So I you married mean, a black woman. I, I feel like <laughs> never really looked black before, but um, I mean that blonde hair is kind of telling. But it's just kind of giveaway. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. So like, there's a but yeah, it's just cultural interaction. Yeah, and cultural interfacing. What do you yeah. think? I don't know if you saw this tweet, but there was a woman who I think was trying to say something in like a respectful way of something about should white people not watch Black Panther on the opening weekend so that like black people can enjoy this and we don't somehow take the shine off this event. And I forget exactly what the tweet was, but she got like you know how people turn on people on the internet and they're like, this is the worst person in the world. Like, that's such a racist thing to say. And I don't know exactly how she phrased it. So I, again, I, I'm not saying she's good or, or bad or right or wrong on the tweet. Right, right. But there is a sense of, even in the movie, there's that scene where the, the white CIA character right. goes into the, like the temple, or I don't know, the, the white house of this one tribe and right. he speaks, and the response by the actor, Duke or whatever his name is, was out, and he just yeah. barks at him. And it's almost like, hey, white person, be quiet. And I don't know if it was because he's white or he's not, um, uh, you know, uh, royalty or whatever it was, but there was a subtle sense of, hey, be quiet. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah, some of it. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> I got some of it. I, I don't think, I don't think that. Well, on the first thing about whether or not white sh- people should go, absolutely they should go. Well, I already went, so I mean, it's kind of too yeah. late for that. Yeah, but I mean, just I just say on on the first night, you know, uh, I don't know if you know, most black people really aren't intimidated by white people being here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I don't think she's trying to say like intimidation, it's gonna, but it's not going to bother them at all. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's not going to bother them all, <laughs> uh, for, you know, at all. But in that scene. That there were so many cultural nuances to that. Um, first of all, it was the idea of royalty. It was the idea that that in this in this space you need to respect me. Yeah, because I'm I'm the king. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't you don't see them just talking whenever they want to talk. <laughs> what makes you think? So see, that's part of it. That you know, and there may be a subtle thing in there. You know, I'm um, saying you know. Uh, your whiteness doesn't doesn't trump this king. Yeah. You're you're just like everybody else. Um, but then the other thing was just that's that cute dog thing. It was too funny. <laughs> you, you know, his line is, "I'll feed his, you to my kids," and then he goes, "Oh, that was my kids are vegetarian, right?" <laughs> well, you see, that was that that's that's that that's t- speaking to that old. They're savages. They're man eaters. They're <laughs> Uh, got you it. know, and so he, so if, so so all of a sudden, because he believed that, that was like saying, "Dude, we don't eat people." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You've been lied to. Yeah, <laughs> but he thought it was funny. So yeah. that, you know, there's a lot, a lot of little stuff in there. Um, it's just very well written. Yeah, you yeah. know. Okay, so as you think about this movie, the the thing that you are most proud of to have communicated in Black Panther was what. Um, beauty. How so? Well, it it said to to whoever was going there. If you're talking about socially, that that these people 
are beautiful. Mm. They're not beautiful because they look like white people or they look like Mexican people or or Chinese people. They're just beautiful. Um, they're beautiful in their culture. Mm -hmm. um, their style is beautiful. Um, they don't need to look like, talk like, be like somebody else mm -hmm. in order to not be savages, in order to not be cultured. Mm -hmm. They're just beautiful. Yeah. You know, um, they don't have to, they don't have to strive to be somebody else. What, one of the things I just, uh, as, as a guy, an African American man from my time, now the guys who are younger than me, they don't have the same kind of baggage. And it's just my personal baggage from my, from my, uh, generation. But T'Challa, didn't have to now go and get a white woman in order to prove something about himself. You know, he, he didn't have to do that. Um, uh, and that's, that's a big thing um, for my generation. Hmm. Um, um, not the problem, not, 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 not that there's a problem with interracial dating or even marriage. That's been a part of our culture forever that that's not the problem it's that when i become elite my culture is no longer good enough hmm. the woman that looks like my mother is no longer good enough the women that i grew up dating are no longer good enough for me to kind of level up i need to go and get get the white man's woman yeah. to show the white man i'm as good as he is yeah. and uh, you know it's like dude Bruh. Now, if you fall in love with a white girl, please marry her. <laughs> yeah, by all means. But would that would that be like the natural um, progression of the myth that black isn't beautiful? That there's nothing that Africa has to offer. There's nothing that the black yes. community brings to the yeah. table. And that's the, like the, the beauty part you're talking about. Of right. Let let the black community value their blackness right. and not feel right. like it's something to be escaped. Right. Like the, what is it? The, I can't say the Kanye song, the full quote, but like there's a, the song Gold Digger, which um, I used to have as the yeah. ringer on my phone when I was in grad school, whenever wow. my wife would call, because, uh, because, because my wife was the one working and I was living off her money. Oh, and so nice. I thought it was ironic that I would make her act nice. like the gold digger when actually she was paying the bills. But nice. like there's a, at the end of the song, something about he will leave your, donkey for a white girl absolutely and so like that's the like that's that, the narrative yeah, absolutely hmm. absolutely that is the narrative what true or not you know true or not that is the narrative okay so let's spin this to our world your pastor i'm okay. a pastor um right. how how can someone like me a pastor at a predominantly white church value the beauty uh in blackness in the black culture in in africa to help dispel, because I don't want Marvel to be the one having to do the kingdom of heaven work of, of seeing the image of God in everyone. And I don't want it to right. just have to be CGI to make the redemptive story that, that all people are creating the image of God and they, they have value right. and significance. How, like, how, give me ideas. Well, it, to me, um, listening a lot, mm -hmm. I mean, you're just a cool guy, so you can probably just hang out with anybody, but just listen a lot. Oh, really? I mean, but, you know, but really just just listen a lot because there's a lot of things you have to really listen. 
and hear like try to hear like black folks here you know um you talk about within your church context for instance it's february um most black churches are going to have some kind of black history program Mm -hmm. hear why that's important Huh. Hear why that's important. Mm-hmm. Don't don't immediately put some some kind of spin on it. Hear why it's important. Mm-hmm. You know, un- understand the placement of the church in Black folks' lives. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and you being the, uh, the uh, a white pastor with Black members, um, you you can understand that pastor coming to the house is something special. You're not just some guy. No, the pastor came to the house. He needs to be honored. That, that's a respecting thing. You know, and it's part of the, it's a cultural understanding. It doesn't mean you have to have to all of a sudden treat all your, everybody at the church that way. Yeah. But if you're trying to understand um, those folks, understand that many of them, you know, you're not just Luke when, you know, Brother Northworthy, yeah. you know, and I just Luke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, even though you're just Luke, most folks here call me fate. Yeah, but I also understand that I'm also Brother Haygood. Yeah, you know, one of the first times I did a podcast with with our friend Sean Adams, he said something about, oh, "I can't believe I'm in the preacher's office." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And well, I, I get that. I mean, that's not in white yeah, culture the the respect for the pastor. Isn't necessarily there. Um, I'm just saying it's 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 maybe not. It's, it's, a little, it's different. Yeah, I mean, it's different. you get you get more money in the white church. Like there's yes, resources, but less respect. And okay. and you don't get to wear as nice clothes as you do on Sunday morning. I mean, you, <laughs> but you can afford to. <laughs> come on now, come on now, come on now, come on now. Okay, so listen. I think that's good. Like, listen, hear the stories, um, understand the value. Um, yeah, that's good. What did you guys do uh, for Black History Month? Did you guys? We haven't done. We're going to do something on the. Um, we're going to do something in May, in in, in March instead of February. Our, our February is extremely full, mm-hmm. so the first weekend of March, we're just going to have a little program after church, um, um, and we'll we'll celebrate um, some of African American contributions, and we'll contextualize it mm-hmm. into the story of God. Yeah. Um. And then we'll eat stuff and go home. Eat stuff and go home. <laughs> yeah, it won't be, you know. But it, it, what it does is it, it gives context to our our Christianity. Yeah. And, yeah. and I like that it's, as you described it, like putting it in the context of, of the story of God. Of yeah. Like that it's not, hey, we're doing Black History Month because we're black people who all go right. to church together. It's because the message of the church upholds the value of Absolutely. the black experience and the black people and, and the story. So that's, that's good. Um, all right, I'm going to work on that. I'm going to think about it. Um, yeah. Uh, speaking of things that you did at your church, I don't know if you guys did this last Sunday or thinking about doing it this week, but um, I know you're, you're in L.A., and there was a yeah. big event in L.A. I, I heard someone say that uh, the NBA All-Star game is like Black Thanksgiving, I don't know if that's true or not. <laughs> that's hilarious. But I don't know if it is. But I didn't know if in in connection with that that maybe you guys played a videotape of um, of Fergie singing the national anthem. Did you guys? <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> no, no. 
Oh, I mean, I know you can sing. No. I don't know if you ever try to, you know, get a little Song no. of Solomon action going on, uh, singing no, that way. No, no. nothing. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, we we don't do a whole lot of political stuff. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so no. <laughs> oh goodness. Oh man. Fate. <laughs> Thanks for the time, man. Any final words? Anything we need to know? Well, I would just say, you know, you talk about Black Panther, man. Um, go see it because it's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um. I've seen it twice. Have you? <laughs> yes. I'll probably see it again. Uh, no. <laughs> but I, that's that's not because it's a black movie. It's just because I'm, I'm a comic head. <laughs> so <laughs> it's kind of what I do. I saw I saw Thor a couple of times. Did you? It's just what I do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Honestly. But go see the movie. I, so I, I watched some Marvel movies. I um, I kind of soured on them. Like the, the superhero movie. I, I kind of yeah. just like, uh, I really like the the Christopher Nolan Batman Um I, I love those. Uh, I thought Wonder Woman was good, but I've kind of like the Iron Man. And all that, I, I kind of soured on them. And then this one was the first one. I was like, this is a substantial movie. Like there's, there's something oh, going on that's more than just movie. CGI yeah. stuff. Um, right. So yeah, I would, uh, yeah, this was, this was story, you know, I mean, and for, you know, for me, it, it, it's just, it's such a validation of a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, um, that, that watching this movie and you, you start to think, wow, it could be great. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, it could be. And what I hear is Colonizer is a put down, rightfully so. Um, there's, there's a quick uh, barb that the um, T'Challa's sister, who's like the technology chief or whatever, um, sure. and she says something, oh, stop it, you Colonizer. And yeah. like I, I get that. Like I, it reminds you there. You have a place in the history of this, and it's not on the right side of it. And uh, I mean, I don't know how else to say that. that your your people were in the short set. My people uh, were the ones who did it wrong. And I don't. I, I don't think I, I need to hear that. Like I need to be reminded of. Obviously, it's not me. I've never had a slave. My parents have never had right. a slave. I, I've never right. uh, said, hey, no, go to a different water fountain than me. Hey, I haven't right. deserved to have my, But I stand on the shoulders of people who have. And Absolutely. I have benefited by those who have. And sure. while I intentionally haven't been participatory in it, I have received it uh, in a passive way. And yeah, it's... It, it's a, well, sure. It's, well, it, it, that's, it's a very complex conversation um, because you know and everybody if, if you look at any culture if you go back far enough every great culture also has great atrocities yep. you know so you know the, the problem is is that when we start to try to deny it yep. and then make other people feel like they're crazy yep. <laughs> like well you're crazy because no 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 um, I mean, it's very interesting. I, um, I, I don't know if you have a friend. His name is Gary Jones. He's at he's at he's the director of student retention or something at Oklahoma Christian University. Okay. Um, anyway, just recently he, he he put out that in Oklahoma they are now going to um, for the first time include the genocidal activities um, that happened toward African Americans. In Oklahoma, for the first time, wow! Most people in Oklahoma didn't even know about it. 
They're going to put things under like Black Wall Street. Um, yeah, I know you don't know. <laughs> it's all right. Well, I don't know Oklahoma, but, but, but yeah, yeah, I, I... yeah, that, well, because that's not our history. You know, um, Black Wall Street was a was a independent financial uh, institution and a community. Uh, Black Bank, Black uh, Fire Departments. I mean, just this huge area, and um, this one gentleman. Um, I don't want to. Destroy the story, so just go fact check. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but this, this this one gentleman was accused of raping a white woman. He didn't do it. T- turned out he didn't do it. Um, but anyway, this caused this huge riot. They burned it all down, didn't they? They burned it all down. Yeah, I know this story. That's yeah. They burned, they, they called it the National Guard, yeah. and they dropped bombs. That's that's that a Gap Band song. You dropped the bomb on me, what, baby? Yeah, that's that's where they get it from. Oh, God. They're from the they're from Oklahoma, from the GAP. That's where they get it. Oh wow, you dropped a bomb <laughs> on me. That song is going right. to be forever different in my head after I hear that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I mean, that's that's part of our story, so, and uh, right, it's part of the story. And um, and and if if we come to the place where we all know the story, now when we talk, you know. When I talk to you and you talk to me, you know, it's not like, you know, I'm this superior person with this superior ethic and you're just this person from the savage who who eat people, yeah. you know. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, all of us got an issue, so can we just talk like people? Yeah, right. yeah and, and you own up to right. the fact that the story, it, I mean, it's, it happened and it, it affects us. Absolutely. And it's, and, the mythology is still there, and even, like the thing about yeah. uh, your friend talking about beating her kids, like, yeah, there's still connections there, and let's just own up to yeah. it. And, and yeah, so yeah, I agree. Fate, good yeah. words are at, at the Pepperdine Bible Lecture. If they go to your class, they'll pretty much know all this stuff, though, right? You'll absolutely three sessions, and they're done. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They'll, hopefully, they'll have fun. Yeah, exactly. People hopefully, people won't get too mad. Yeah, of course. Fate, <laughs> I don't think anyone can be mad at you. They gotta love you. Come on, man. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> if only. Yeah. Right, thanks, brother. Thanks, thanks for man. checking out Newsworthy with Norsworthy. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. You are now adjourned. <laughs>